What's up, everybody? How you doing? Happy Sunday. And obviously, we are not in church. We are having a special, special service and series called Better Together. And I'm here with my peoples. And before we say hi to you, why don't y'all introduce yourself to everybody? I'm Allie. I'm Becky. Isaac. Vince. Susanna. Susanna. And we're going to have a conversation. Before we start, I'm going to pray for you, for us, and pray that the message really touches your heart. Uh, we got a different environment. I know you get your bearings right, but that's a great way to learn because now you're not just going to go through the same old, same old mentally. You're going to go, you're going to pay closer attention. So let's all bow for a word of prayer. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you for this place and thank you for this series. And I pray that as people watch that the images and us sitting at this table and being here in this cafe and um, seeing the new environment, that they would change the way they understand their relationship with you, change the way they understand how to walk with you um, and how they do church and how they do their Christianity. So bless us, speak to us, challenge us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, Amen. get your Bibles out. Get your Bibles out. Your Bibles on your phone or hey. in the book. Count of three, say Everyone word. get your Bibles out. Got your word. Got it. Turn to Genesis chapter 2. If, you're, if you don't know where that is, the first book of the Bible, second chapter of the whole Bible, Genesis chapter 2. So I have a question for y'all at home and y'all here, and I want y'all all to answer this question. When you were a kid, y'all got punished, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely this one. Too many times. Okay. Yeah. I know y'all got punished. What was the worst punishment you ever got from your parents? Mm. They always used to take away my dessert. No dessert. Pretty common, yeah, no dessert. No dessert. I definitely had to pick a switch. Um, a switch? In the yard a couple times. Okay, so you don't know what a switch is because <laughs> Child Protective Services, <laughs> they don't use switches anymore. But it's a stick yeah. off the tree and you yeah. take all the branches off and you get one little thin little, and what do they do with that switch? You know, a discipline. Discipline. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> they whooped you. Yeah, I got it. Yes, back in our, uh, you're, not, you're a lot younger than me, but back when we got, when I was growing up, you got whooped. And I know a lot of y'all got whooped. So I'm not, I'm not condoning whooping. I'm just telling you what happened to us. It's true. Yeah. What was your worst punishment? Listen, I was always grounded. Grounded, yeah. grounded, grounded. I did get whooped, but you already shared yeah. that. So yeah. I was grounded for weeks upon weeks. What, yeah. you know, when I was growing up, we didn't have that word. It wasn't in my neighborhood, for real. I can't imagine. No, grounded. We grounded? Didn't, Nobody got grounded. No, it, wasn't in a, it was in another it's neighborhood. Time. Huh? It's a different time. What, what does that mean? You can't leave the house? You can't, can't, yeah, you oh. can't, can't hang out with your friends, can't yeah. go anywhere. So, can't yeah. call you. Okay. Yeah. So grounded yeah. was like you were a plane and you couldn't fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. Okay. okay. For, for my family, being grounded was taking away your privileges. So I wanted to go yeah. hang out with my friends and go skateboarding, and they said, no, not today, not okay. this weekend. So not I had to get my privileges <laughs> okay. back, which was that. How about you? Yeah, same thing, grounded. Not, no phone calls, yeah. can't hang out with people. Take mm -hmm. the phone away okay. once you got that. Yeah. Uh, to me, it was isolation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how many of y'all got sent to your room. Go to your room. Now, my, my, my father used to sometimes get, I had two brothers, so we would always get in trouble. We would stand in the corner, uh, in the wall, and just put our face in the corner like that. Or we would get sent to our room. And I remember being in, in the room, and you would think, why is that such a bad thing? Isolation. Because in the very beginning of the Bible, when God made Adam and Eve, he said something about them that they were, it was two creation accounts. But he said, you know, well, well done. Everything he made was good. He told them what to eat. But then he said about them, it is not good that man be alone. Look at chapter 2, verse 15 to 18. It says, the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. And the Lord commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. 
But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in that day you eat, you will die. That's what he said to man. But the, here's what he said about man. It's the first thing he said about man in the second creation account from Genesis 2. It is not good that man should be alone. Hmm. Now, it, 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 you could say, well, that means every man's supposed to have a wife. It's bigger than that. Uh, isolation is torture. And even if you go to prison, the worst um, punishment is to be alone. Mm -hmm. And we are not created to be alone. We are relationship creatures. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a relationship. God made us in his image so we can have relationship. We are not to do life alone. So we're going to talk about this week and the next three weeks about it is better to do things together. That's why we're sitting here together. So I'm going to ask all y'all on the count of three and all y'all on the count of three to say it's better together. Say one, two, three. It's, it's better, better together. together. It's better together. So I want you to be thinking about it. Bringing, <clears throat> bringing people to church, whether you're in, in the building, whether you're watching online, whether you're at home, do not do this thing called life by yourself. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's talk about that. Um, let's talk about, over, especially over the last couple of years, COVID has really separated us, but even before that, you can't do anything by yourself. And, and so tell me about friendships, how friendships have been hard you know, how you felt separated from your friends over the last year or two and, and the importance and the damage that has done to you. Yeah, I think over the last two years, um, what was highlighted was not necessarily how much um, I was in need of friendships, but essentially how bad I was at being a good friend to other people. I was so busy kind of doing my day-to-day, -day, going back and forth, and as soon as I slowed down, I realized that I lack even the basic knowledge of being able to just call someone and be intentional and be like, hey, how are you are doing? And as the days kind of continue to progress, I realized like I was lacking a lot of intentionality on my part. So if anything, these last two years showed me how I needed to be a better friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. yep. Did you guys have any other revelations about uh, the void that was left in your life because of the separation, because cultures bring on us about in friendships specifically. Yeah, I'm, I'm a natural extrovert. Like, I would rather <laughs> eat lunch with somebody I don't like just to be with someone <laughs> than eat lunch alone. Right? Is that why you eat that's, with me? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> why. So every day I'm at work and I'm like, hey, who, who wants to eat lunch with you? you know? Um, and so when, especially when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I, how am I gonna survive, like, not being able to leave the house? You know, I have my wife and my daughter at home, but it was like, I, I love friendships and I love relationships. And so um, I think it just exposed, the pandemic exposed um, a lot of things that were already there. If you had weak relationships before, yeah. it exposed that they were yeah, yeah. super weak. And um, I think it, it just showed our need even more for God-given design for relationships. Yeah. 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 One thing I found was interesting was the pandemic was almost made for content, not connection, mm. right? So mm. I found myself super easy to go start a new season of whatever on a TV right. show and binge it for way too long, but it made it very challenging to go make new connections with so, friends, yeah. with family. Yeah, yeah. So um, for me, getting back into that habit of making new connections with new people uh, it's challenging, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're coming out of this a little bit, trying to practice those skills. Yeah. There's so many things clamoring for our attention all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to live an individual life, to go to work, to come home, to get your groceries delivered, to not even right. see other people. Oh, yeah, contact people, yeah. And there's more ways to be connected now than ever. And yet, true lasting relationships are harder to build. Mm -hmm. And I think what it also did is really highlight or bring to the surface those really deep 
deep relationships. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, on social media, it looks like we have, like, thousands of friends these days. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this season, it was, like, the ones that we really could not let go of. It was really funny. I actually, I was observing my daughter. She was six years old during 2020. And she was asking me to have another baby. Because she was like, <laughs> I don't have enough friends. <laughs> it's only her and my son. And when they were, like, sick and tired of playing with each other, she's like, I need, I need another friend. You're like, go to the, go to the yeah, school. Like, you want me to have a kid? This kid's down the street. Yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah. So it was really interesting even seeing it from a child's perspective yeah. of that need to be with others and that relationship mm -hmm. required. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, why do we need people in our life? Because some people, especially over the last two years, might have got accustomed to um, doing life by themselves, isolating themselves. Why do we need people? Well, I think we think that we're connected because of social media, because of all these content that we're getting, but it doesn't fill the same space. We have, con we have connection, we have content, but we don't have community. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's this superficial thing, kind of like eating sugar. Like it feeds you, it gives you energy for mm -hmm. a while, but it's mm -hmm. not going to nourish you. Yeah. So it takes intentionality, but it's vital to Christian flourishing and just human flourishing. Yeah. 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 You know what I think is so funny? I always think about how many businesses could be put out of business if people had actual friendships. So you think about Uber, like you need someone to take you to the airport because maybe you don't have a friend you can call, yeah. you know, or moving companies. It's like, yeah. I've moved probably 15 times in the last six years. And it's like, I know that I have people I can count on, yeah. but a lot of people don't. And they require the help of a stranger because they may not have deep rooted relationships That's in good. times of transition. Yeah. So for all of y'all watching, um, I want you to be thinking about your life. And if you believe that you can do life by yourself, Mm. or if you are only relying on people when you have to, and you're, you feel like, well, the more I can do by myself, the better, whether it be working out, whether it be your job, whether it be getting uh, your diet, whether it be entertainment. Um, if, you're, if you're one of those people who say, I, I want to avoid people, do you really believe that's what's best for you? Now, God created you in his image, and he created you for a relationship, that you have strengths, that the body of Christ is a body of many parts, it's not one part. Mm -hmm. You are one of the parts. And so you can't function if you are all, the finger can't function without the hand, the hand can't function without the arm, the arm can't function without the shoulder, and on and on and on. And so if you're one of those parts and you're believing that you don't need the rest of the body, you're misguided. And we wanna encourage you to step back and think, I need people in my life. And there's probably a lot of things, as you just said, that if you had somebody in your life helping you, how much faster you would get the things done that you're that you're trying to get done. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that you feel like that you're trying to do that you know you could never do by yourself? <laughs> you're going there, huh? You're going there. You're going there. <laughs> well, I, I can speak to that. I just moved here to San Diego, right, eight months ago, and the only person I knew was Vince. And so I texted him and I was like, hey man, you're the only person I know in San Diego, one of a very few. Yeah. And all of a sudden, one time hanging out with Vince, he's immediately texting other people in his network, in his community here at The Rock to invite me into his community. And that's something I couldn't do by myself. I moved to a brand new place. And so to have somebody reach outside of themselves, intentionally yeah. mm. connect me with his friends, with his community, I mean, that's the only reason I'm here today and, mm. you know, friends with all of y'all um, is because someone chose to, you know, come out and yeah. Uh, yeah. make connection for other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. You've got to step outside sometimes yourself to help others make those yeah, connections. For sure, for sure. I feel like the Christian community should be the most generous, the most loving. Like that should that story should be so Everyone's common. Mm-hmm. It should be everyone's story yeah. if you know a believer, because they should be going out of their way to say, like, man, how how can I help you? How can I serve you? And yeah. unfortunately it's not the case all yeah. the time. But it was it was you made it so easy to do it. And we knew each other, you know. A decade ago, yeah. and God just reconnected us, and so it's just cool yeah. seeing how He's done that. Yep. Yeah, to, to, to answer your question too, like I know one thing that I am like consciously trying to work on is being more vulnerable because mm-hmm. I know our generation like prides like I'm transparent, yeah. but transparency is only saying like, hey, you can see this, but that doesn't mean you can touch this. Mm. I can't do that on my own, but I need to have people who can go beyond the transparent things that I am sharing yeah. and be able to be like, hey, you can come and sit with me in this. And to be honest. You know, too, I am like super kind of like secretive in some ways. And this past couple of years, like the Lord has really allowed me to see I've placed people in your life to help you go beyond just being like, hey, you can see all my flaws, but these are people who can actually sit with you in this and walk with you through it so you don't have to stay in there anymore. Yeah. Do, you, do you find value after you do do that? After oh you are gosh. valuable or vulnerable with One people? gazillion times Feels percent. Better? Yes, yes. I'm, I feel like I'm a much better person now because of it than I was two years ago. Yeah. Without question. Yeah. 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 I, I want to challenge y'all, and I'm going to challenge them with y'all with a question. Y'all with a question. Can you be a good Christian alone? Mm. No. I really don't think so. Because you mentioned it earlier, but we are created in God's image, and the Trinity is relationship, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm. So if we're going to reflect God's image, we have to be in community and relationship with other people. And I think it's interesting because there are times where you pursue solitude as a spiritual discipline. And there are times where your relationship with God individually, like that's really important. But in general, the context of your life should be in community. I think that's the gospel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said that, you know, Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if part of our mission is to serve, if you're not with other people, how can you serve other people? Right. So let me, let me clarify, because I want you to think about this. <laughs> can you be a Christian alone? I'm not saying that does everything you do as a Christian have to be with people. Mm. You have to pray by yourself. You pray by yourself. You spend time by yourself, 100%. There are things you do alone. But for the people who think, I'm going to live my life in isolation, or I'm going to be around people as little as possible, can you fulfill all that God has called you to do by avoiding people? Um, because in our culture, you know, with, with technology, people, they're more comfortable blowing people up on the phone, blowing people up on, com- on a computer, not being, I'm a, and God's saying, no, I want you to be, or avoiding conflict, avoiding mm-hmm. people, avoiding mm-hmm. such conversations. And can you fulfill the kingdom of God mission on your life by avoiding people? So. I'm just throwing it out there. So what I want you all to do is give me a bunch of verses in the Bible, things that the Bible says that you supposed you're supposed to do that you have to, that requires engagement with people to do them. It's good. I, I want to say you know we, we want to grow to be more like Christ, right? And in order to do that. Someone's got to point out our blind spots. Mm-hmm. We talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we can't do that ourselves because it, it, by definition, it is our blind spot. So we need... Christian, you know, fellow believers lovingly to point us to those areas that we don't see so that we can grow to be more like him. That's good. Yeah. 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 And, and before you go, for all the introverts out there, because <laughs> people are like, you're yeah, a big Because I'm thinking about my wife. My wife's like, you tell me I got to be around a lot of people. Super extrovert. So this is a bad example. <laughs> if you're an introvert, I'm going to talk to you. There may just be one person. 
Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't have to be a whole bunch of people. Right. But if you're going to be by yourself and avoid people, there's, in order for you to fulfill what the Bible says to be a Christian, there's going to be engagement. So we're going to talk about that. So if you're an introvert, it just could be, it could be one person. But Pete, as iron sharpens iron, so another person sharpens another person. Mm-hmm. You are going to learn and grow about yourself and other people, the, the true nature of your relationship with God and engagement with other people. Mm-hmm. Give me an example. To go back kind of to your other question too, like I'll, I won't go into the Bible. I'll go with this, this title of this series that we're talking about, can you be an individual Christian? It's like, yes, but the title of the series is better together. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's and good. so um, I really do think like, like you said, there's a lot of things you do by yourself, but man, it's so much better to find that authentic community, so much better to have people to uh, bear your burdens together, yeah. Yeah, take yeah. other people's burdens on. So yeah. um, mm-hmm. the, you know, the title of this series, mm-hmm. Better Together, I think that, that, that is uh, just perfect for um, people that think they can do it by themselves. So, right. so give me some things the Bible says we're supposed to do yeah. that require engagement with other people. Yeah, in Galatians, Paul writes and he's saying, bear one another's burdens like you were just saying, and mm-hmm. in doing so, you fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah, like you're yeah. fulfilling why Christ is here. Mm-hmm. And I, I think sometimes we get that mixed up, bearing a burden. It's like, I just having a bad day, I have to have a bad day. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I can bear his burden. I can come alongside. We yeah, can carry yeah. it together and bring it to Jesus together and leave yeah. it there. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, oh, like, now I'm depressed because you're depressed. Like, I want to express God's love to you yeah. and, show, and point you back to Jesus. Yeah. What will be another thing? Um, well, the Bible talks a lot about forgiveness, right? It's like <laughs> what this whole thing is built on. But I think that's interesting because in order to forgive, there has to be a wrong done against you, which yeah. necessarily means that messy community is actually like a catalyst for a discipleship. It's yeah. actually kind of a good thing, even though I know a lot of people have been hurt. And I was, we were talking earlier, like I have so many friends that have been hurt, so they're actually opting out of Christian relationship mm-hmm. in general and saying they don't want relationship with other believers because they've been too hurt mm-hmm. or with wow. people yep. and but messy community is important so we learn to forgive mm-hmm. yeah that's good thinking of confession to one another and mm. leads to healing. It's James 5, 16. Yeah, yeah. Come so on. I'm always thinking about some of the things that I was bound by. It wasn't until I began to speak it out to other people and letting them know this is what I was wrestling with. That's actually where the freedom for me came. Yeah. 100%. That's good. Wow. I want to add to interceding for one another in prayer, right? One of the beautiful things that happened with my, my small group when I was uh, diagnosed with, with breast cancer was they prayed over me when right before a, a really big doctor's appointment and and at this point, I was still a fairly new believer myself, and so I, I'd not, I'd not been really deep in prayer for myself, especially when you're hurting like that and wondering like why God, why why me? I had an infant at the time, um, and the the lump uh, liquefied Come on. <laughs> during the Bible, <laughs> and I I mean early on, and so yeah, just showing me what it looks like to have community and uh, people to come around you and hold your arms up when you can't mm-hmm. you can't yeah. do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Was right? it hard for you to let them in on that? You know, at the time, I think I was just so, I don't know what to do. So it, it wasn't in that sense where it was just like, someone help me. Yeah. Yeah. Someone help me, please. And how many people don't have someone, they're suffering alone in silence, and they're like, man, I have cancer. I lost my job. Yeah. You know, my marriage is falling apart. Yeah. And I have no one to talk to about it. And how many issues could be solved, like we were talking about, if it's like, man, can you help me? Can you remind me of my identity? Mm-hmm. Can you speak life into me? Mm-hmm. Um, but people are suffering alone. And that's why it's important to be in community, whether it be in physical church, whether you're online, whether you have a small group, 
Uh, we want to encourage you to go to our website and get information about our groups. Uh, come to one of our campuses, watch online, come to a watch party and watch online with a group. There are all these ways you can get together. Um, you don't want to do this alone. The Bible says the greatest commandment is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love your neighbor if, you, if you're not with somebody. <laughs> when God told and said to Adam, it's not good to be alone, it wasn't saying he needs a woman. He was saying that man cannot fulfill God's intended purpose for him by himself. And that's to love, to forgive, to encourage. Look, I'll read them to you, Galatians 6.2. Bear one another's burdens, 1 Peter 4.9. Be hospitable, 1 Thessalonians 4.18. Comfort one another, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Build one another up. Ephesians 4, 2, tolerate one another. <laughs> Come, on. Come on now. Galatians 5, 13, serve one another. Ephesians 4, 23, be kind, tender, hearted, and forgive one another. Now, here's the deal. People say, I don't want to go to church because Christians hurt me or whatever. Well, non-Christians are going to hurt you too. But here's the thing. When you pray for strength, God is going to give you burdens to carry. When you pray for wisdom, God's going to give you problems to solve. So when, when you're praying that God would change your heart, he's going to put you in situations to practice. Right. And those are going to be some of the people that come into your life. And, and so when you have problems, people come into your life, whether the devil's sending them, God's saying, I'm going to use this situation, if you trust me, to make you more like me. So don't look at it that your life is supposed to be easy. Those are the times that you actually are becoming better. Inviting people to church. Okay, let's talk about that. You made, some, you made a very good point. We talked about inviting people to church. Yeah. Um, be, and when we invite someone to church, we have to be clear what we're inviting them to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't invite people to church just to listen to the, to the preacher. You gotta invite them to church to, to invite them into your life. Talk about that. Yeah, I think we, we've been talking about this for a while, the idea that when I'm inviting someone, I wanna invite them into my life. I want people to see the transformed life of what Jesus has done for me and they become curious and like, why, why do you live the way you do? Why do you love the way you do? It should be evident. That's yeah. what Jesus said. They'll know you're my mm -hmm. disciples, not by your church attendance, but by how you love. Mm -hmm. So if someone, if I'm inviting someone into my life, come over, watch the game, watch a movie, hang out with my family, they're going to see a transformed life. And then I get to show them the opportunity. Man, part of this is being a part of a church family and a church yeah. community. And, and there's, a, there's a new invitation to come be a part of that instead of just, just come to this building at this time watch this service. Yeah. And remember, the goal of life is to glorify God in our life, to love God and love our neighbor, that people would see God in our life, not to have a good job, make money, and go to church and check the box. Mm -hmm. Everything that you go through is an opportunity for God to shape you to be like him. That's how you have to view all the stuff that happens in your life. Yeah. Inviting someone to church, as he said, is they should come to church because they see something in you mm -hmm. that they want. If there's nothing in you, if you're just saying, I don't have anything you want, but the preacher does, <laughs> but then you don't even know the preacher. Come on. <laughs> and I'm the preacher. Right? So I can be up there faking it too. So you want to make sure that your life is right. So they go, I want what you have. And when I go to church, I see you worship. I see you serve. Yeah. I see you be kind. I want that. That's what we have to, that's what's better together. And we get to learn from each other. And when someone's in your life that is that you're kind of leading, it's more accountability to you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Pastor, what have you learned about friendship, even in your role, even as a senior pastor? I mean, your schedule is packed. How do you make time for those closest in your life? Um, yeah, uh, you have to make time. Uh, you have to have a priority. I'm going to call these people. I'm going to, I'm going to. Um, uh, I don't necessarily put. 
I have certain calendar events. So certain days I want to hang out with certain people to do certain things. Like on Mondays, my technically my day off, so I try to do golf with, with a friend. And then I have friends that I call all the time. We talk whether to tease them because they're in cold weather uh, and I'm in San Diego or, or, or to talk. So I've, I have certain friends, because yeah, I'm busy, but it's, it's, it's having strategic moments to, to call somebody up. I'm in the car a lot, so maybe if it's a 10 minute conversation, yeah. uh, tell the guy I love him or laugh or make him laugh or make fun of him, uh, th those are critical because it's an outlet. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's an outlet to not be past the miles. Yeah. You know, because my friends back home, they're not, they don't go to church, you know, they're just, they're just my boys, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, uh, so we, we just talk about stuff. And, and that's, that's, that's uh, it's a very important aspect of my life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Small group. We talk a lot about small groups. And you may think, I don't want to be in a, in a group with people. Um, there, there's got to be two or three or four or five people that you feel comfortable with. And trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Because God created us for a relationship, it is less scary than you think. The devil is intimidating you and lying to you about how uncomfortable it will be. It may be uncomfortable at first because mm -hmm. you don't know people, but mm -hmm. after a while you will learn to love. And the people that God put in your life, God puts in your life for you to, have to do life with. So if you go to sdrock.com groups, sdrock.com groups, um, and get information about getting in a group or starting a group, tell me about your group's experience. Yeah, at first, how you said, it was uncomfortable. Um, but I had to do go through a couple of tries before I found the group that really fit me. It's how I met Vince and his wife. And a, I feel like the friends I'm going to have for life. Family, but family. It, it yeah. didn't happen right away. Yeah. Um, it took some time for me to continue to show up, get past my nerves, and just be like, okay, I really want friends, and I want <laughs> this place to become a lot smaller. And so um, through just taking those first initial steps, um, getting past the discomfort, I've, I found family. And also I want to say like, I also found like a lot of who God has called me to be, it was affirmed by the people who were in that group. Like, hey, you're more than just a chatterbox. Like you actually have <laughs> things that God has put in your heart to say. And we are seeing that and they affirm that in me. Yeah. yeah. So we were saved at the church, like I shared. And so we were new believers, new, newlyweds, new uh, parents. So we didn't know how to do the, this Christian thing. <laughs> we're trying to figure it out. And, and groups was absolutely the way that we were carried and held and kind of walked through that process. It was a really beautiful experience to the point where my husband and I, you know, like I shared with my, um, scare, my medical scare and all of that, we realized like we want to provide this for others once mm -hmm. we felt equipped. And so, you know, within a year or two, we were like, we need to lead a group. You don't need to be this incredibly, you know, the theologian to go and start a group yourself. And so today we have this amazingly, I love the diversity of perspectives that we get to talk about. One of the people in our online group is uh, from Kenya. And so it's really cool to even get like a global perspective on yeah. things. So. We've been talking about groups. Uh, you can meet with a small group in person. You can meet online and people can be around the world. However you set it up, it could be every week, it could be every two weeks, it could be once a month. But the key is to have people in your life through whom which you can grow, be challenged, challenge, uh, be loved, be encouraged. And again, we've been talking about better together. You cannot do life alone. And the number one person you need to have a relationship with is Jesus himself. Yeah. You heard Becky say being saved, being born again, asking Christ to forgive you of your sin. It's when God and you have a relationship, not in your head, but in your heart. Vince is gonna walk you through how to do that, but I want you to think, if you've never asked Christ to be your savior, 
here's your opportunity. He wants to be your first relationship, the relationship that changes your life and gives you the direction and the encouragement and the power to walk with him. Thanks so much for that tee up. Um, as we're watching this right now, as you're, as you're watching this, maybe you're looking at a group like this and you're saying, man, I don't have that. I don't have people I can call family. I've not experienced that type of growth, even with non-believers. And I wanna invite you to the thing that God has been speaking to you about, which is the invitation to be in his family. In John chapter one, verse 12, the gospel is summed up really in a sentence. And it says, but to all who believed in him and received him, he, that's God, gave them the right to be called children of God. And that's the invitation today, to join God's family. And there's so many benefits about being in the family of God, but the most important one is a transformed life. And a second massive benefit that I know I've been blessed by is being able to join in the family of God with other believers. My wife and I moved out here eight years ago. We didn't know anybody. And being able to call on people, to know that they're family because we share the same Heavenly Father, that's the thing that unites us. And God wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to restore what was always originally meant to be there. And so you're, if you're watching this and you're saying, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I believe he's calling you today and he's saying, it's time. Today is the day for salvation. And so if you're watching this and, and you wanna say, I wanna start following Jesus today. It's really simple. There's no magic in this prayer. It's just an acknowledgement of receiving the gift of salvation today. You can repeat this after me and say, Father, thank you so much that you desire to be my dad. I believe that your son, Jesus, died for me to restore my relationship with you. Today, I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Amen.